We would like to begin by acknowledging that the land in which we gather is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. It has been a site of human activity for 15,000 years. This land was previously occupied by the Huron-Wendat and Petun First Nations and the Seneca. Every day there's a new routine. Actually, every day is the same routine on how to prepare something that I already know how to make, something that I've made over a million times every morning. You wash the salad. You drain the water, turn on the stove. Prepare the pot, get out all your ingredients. Everything on earth is designed to reproduce or to produce, to make something out of what appears to be nothing, but really are the elements of a much more grandeur reality. My reality is this the reality of production. First in university, they called it the rat race. You go to school, learn how to work, and then you work until you die. And I've come to find out that nature teaches us even the way of life, except it's not a rat race to them or to it. In the idea of nature, everything exists to be purposeful to be useful, to be of some use or purpose to something or to the universe. So I realized that first I need to discover my purpose outside of what society tells me to think. I decided to get my new lessons of life from nature.
many trees in here? I don't know. I haven't counted them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Probably about 20 odd trees. <laughs> <laughs> Things are growing. Well, also because we've lost those big trees, so now they're getting a lot more sun. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, no, I put a redwood over there where the tree used to be in the stump. Oh. Because okay. the stump was hollowed out, so I hollowed it out more. You know, and then, yeah, it's over there at the at the other end of the property. <laughs> And what I see here, you have a little oak that's starting there. Yeah, that came probably from Gina. So, well, we could probably thank the squirrels for that one. Right, right. Yeah, no, there's another one starting right over there. Yeah, and too. this one's further along. Yeah. So, for now, I'll, I'll let it see. You know, it's uh, whoever wants to grow for now is welcome. So. My memory is that you kind of did most of the planting all within like a fairly short period of time? Yeah, it was probably within, you know, the, f the first two years, I think, after. It all started with the front, you know, right. gradually it's uh, the edges and then you know, there's still a little trail that goes around. can barely be seen, but... There's a trail that goes Yeah, there's a little trail that you've got to duck under the birch now. It goes around there. Oh, wow. <laughs> One trail left. And yes, it's probably better for quadrupeds. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty beautiful all in there, like how wooded it is. Yeah. Wooded it's all, it is. You know, it's it's kind of like woodland. Oh, in the back I have, when I brought a lot of these trees from New Brunswick, I brought some moss. So I had these urns with which had moss but now they have little cedar trees <laughs> that have been you know they're only a high but they've been in there growing for over 20 years so how come they don't get any bigger well it's sort of like the ones on the escarpment right, right? That, that are hundreds of years old but again they're miniature because okay. they're growing in a crevice right, right, right. they're so growing they don't in have, a, yeah. you know basically eight by eight pot <laughs> and you know nothing's been changed for 20 years right. kind of thing well, here's the redwood that I sort of replaced a big tree with. I don't know if you've seen the redwoods anymore. Grow together. Considering that we're on stolen land and that we're settlers, right? How can we reimagine our actions in relation to food and climate? Um, yeah, with like food and climate being in support of like indigenous sovereignty and solidarity mm -hmm. um like what does it mean for us to be as, as settlers right to be in relationship to the land how do we you know reimagine that relationship mm -hmm. i think those that's also really important because i think people don't think about the land as being an active participant when it comes to the ecosystem mm -hmm. And so from my understanding, I mean, plants are non-human beings who deserve to be respected. When we think about stewardship within like an indigenous traditional framework, 
an environmental and ecological framework, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're like, they're considered to be the equivalent of like our family members. And so if we were to treat the land as like a family member, um, you know, how would that change our relationship to it? Mm-hmm. Um, what were what would be the kind of things that we'd have to learn? You know, mm-hmm. what kind of histories would we have to learn? What kind of things would we have to, you know, show up for? Um, what kind of actions would we have to support? I mean, I think that question, you know, instantly politicizes um, access to food, but also it politicizes climate change um, because they're not in line with supporting marginalized you know communities experiencing marginalization but they're not in support of you know indigenous sovereignty and like black leadership and Mm -hmm. all these kind of really really important things and so i think you know as an ally um and as a settler as a guest on this land i think there's a lot of rethinking that i could be doing for sure Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people could be doing a lot of rethinking Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. when it comes to actually, like, you know, directly benefiting the climate. And that doesn't just mean, like, climate.